0: Globe Globethoughting with Chelsea Frank. Mm. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Me too. I love to talk about travel, so this is very exciting for me.
0: And you were just like on a crazy world tour, which is so fun. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, but first let me introduce you to everybody. We have Sammy Sage, the co-founder of Betches Media, the empire that it is. You're also the host of SUP Podcast. Well, welcome to Globe Thoughting. Do you fancy yourself a global thought?
1: Yes, I do. I feel that I am frequently thoughting around the globe, Um you know, I, I, I'm not as good at like, you know, the, the photos of me thotting in the, you know, thotting sense, but no, I definitely would, would fancy myself a globe thoughter generally.
0: Listen, globe thotting is an energy, okay? It's a vibe, okay? It doesn't yes. mean one thing. It's a, it's, you know, I'm like practically married now. So it's not, it doesn't mean one yes. thing. It just means it's a it's a energy you give to the globe, to the world. Yes. You know? Well, welcome. Um, I saw I've stalked you like you've been everywhere. You've been all over the place. You've been in France, Australia. You went to Mosquito Island, which we have got to get into because that's cray.
1: Yeah, no, it's a it's a hard place to get to. I will say that. Um, I yeah, no, I've been very lucky. I have traveled a lot in the past, like two ish years. I took. Well, I mean definitely obviously took like 2020 off, you know, in most of 2021. But once I was able to get back out there, I have just, I feel so incredibly lucky that I've gotten to go to so many cool places. And yeah, I mean, travel, I feel, you know, I, when I was younger, I, um, when I was in college, I studied abroad as, you know, um, in Spain when I was in college. And that was actually my first time ever leaving the country. I had never, Um, you know, been outside of, let's say like California, Florida, New York, you know, and the, you know, Northeast before then. But so that was like my first big experience with, you know, heading to like, you know, really fully new cultures. Um, But I feel that, you know, now I've sort of been like returning to some of those places that I went when I was, you know, when I was much younger and it's just a very different, experience. And I think it's really, really cool to get to sort of like see some of those same places as not, you know, at, you know, a decade or so later. So Absolutely. Yeah. It's such
0: when you're like a child being carted around all these places with your parents, it's definitely different than when you're older and like experiencing the bar scene and the nightlife and just like having the autonomy to make your own schedule and stuff. It's definitely really different. Well, we do have some opening recurring opening questions. If you're down, I'm down. Um, I don't know how comfortable you are to talk about your um, diarrhea stories, but we love poop on this pod. So (laughs) a recurring opening quest, if you fancy is what is your most epic diarrhea story while traveling
1: actually have a really really epic one and i feel lucky that i do um in 2019 <laughs> and we are lucky
0: that you're blessing us we're yeah. lucky that we're blessing well i've told this
1: story um not on a pod like a a diff, you know someone else's podcast but i've told it on on one of my podcasts before and it's actually pretty wild so in 2019 my husband and i went to vietnam and we were you know, we were traveling from different places, between different places. And at one point we were going to go to Ha Long Bay, which is like, you know, when you see the photos and it's just like so gorgeous, it looked kind of like Thailand-ish. And there's those big like rock formations out of the water and it's like so blue. So we were supposed to go there and we were taking a bus to Ha Long Bay from Hanoi. And basically while we were on the bus, we get news that there's a typhoon heading to Halong Bay and we have to turn around. Like we can't go anymore because it would be too dangerous. And we're on this bus with like just a ton of random people, like all, you know, some are American, you know, it's just totally just a random assortment of people. It was like a quote unquote prize. but it was like, you know, scheduled kind of like, you know, a coach bus, like who it would, it wasn't a coach bus. It was actually a school bus, but it was, you know, arranged whatever. we had a, travel company that we, that we had worked with to plan the trip. So they're like, all right, we're turning around. And as we turn around, the, um, bus actually broke down. So we are like on the side of a random highway between, uh, the port that would get you to Halong Bay and Hanoi. And I had been having some stomach issues. Um, for the past let's say few days because you know you're in you're away for a while you get the wrong sip of water you're just you know it's all it's all over so i we're stuck on the side of the road and we can't like reach anyone we can't get obviously like a taxi it was just so hard to reach anyone we're like calling the travel company like what do we do the bus is someone is waiting they were waiting like hours for someone to fix the bus and like some people are hitchhiking and it was just like so so terrifying and also so hot you have no idea humid like we are like approaching wet bulb temperature like it was so bad (laughs) so so finally I'm like oh my god like it's dire like I have to go to the bathroom um like I need to get back so we finally, like my husband, like just takes it into his own hands and we hitchhiked. We hitchhiked to the next, um, we were, we hitchhiked to like a rest stop. And then from the rest stop, we, I think had a way to contact someone who was able to, like the person was able to get us from the rest stop, like from the travel company, but they couldn't get us from like the middle of nowhere on the highway. Cause there was just no way for that to happen. My husband hitchhikes with this Vietnamese family and then this one girl who was just randomly on the bus with us and she had to make a flight, which I, listen, girl, if you're listening, I hope you made it. Um, Like, I don't know what happened to her, But, but we, oh, another thing was we had no cash. We, or we had like very little cash and we had to get to the rest stop to then try to go to the ATM. It was just the biggest mess in the world. And of course I am like you know, not having a good time in the bathroom department. So my husband, we ends up hitchhiking with this Vietnamese family, a nice dad and his daughter. Thankfully, they did not kidnap us. Um, And, you know, we, I ended up making it to the bathroom at the rest stop, but it was a really bad situation. Um, Following that, The next day we were in Hanoi, I had like a more embarrassing bathroom situation where I was bending down in an antique store and
0: surprise. Um,
1: But fortunately, like no one knew except me. So that's a a little
0: surprise poopy.
1: Like, like, mm, no, but, mm, you know, but like,
0: we're like, it's too, it's too on the edge for comfort. it's, It's,
1: it's too, exactly. It's too on the edge for comfort. It wasn't like a, you know, but it was just,
0: Yeah. You
1: got to be careful. Got to be careful.
0: This is a very supportive, loving community that embraces the the shit, especially when you're traveling. Like, it just... You know, you always got to have your Pepto. I tell it. That's the one of the phrases of the show is pack your Pepto. You got to have it because you just never know when a surprise attack, when Bali belly is going to hit, when deli belly is going to hit, when all the bellies are going to hit. You just don't know.
1: Right. Exactly. And yeah, it's very much uh, that. That's actually probably one of my craziest travel stories ever. The experience of getting stuck um, and then hitchhiking on a V from a Vietnamese highway.
0: Yeah. The anxiety alone would give me diarrhea to to be honest. Incredible. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for sharing. Truly. you're Um, our second, (laughs) it's so good to know you, you know, great. It's a great, it's a great intro. Like if we can talk about shit, well, can't we talk about, you know, exactly. Our second opening question is, have you ever gotten in like an epic fight while traveling?
1: Um, an epic fight.
0: If you don't have a big fight, like if it, just a big travel pet peeve, like something that just like drives you nuts when you're traveling.
1: Um, What drives me nuts when I'm traveling? Okay. One of my biggest pet peeves about air travel is that you never know if the plane is going to be too hot or too cold. And it always is one or the other. Am I right? Like it's always too hot or too cold. It is so rare to get like a, pop- a properly temperature regulated plane and I just find that to be one of like the most uncomfortable things when you like can't get your feet warm or you are so hot that you just want to be completely like naked on the flight. But all you have is this tiny little air vent above your head.
0: And the thing is, is like if it's too hot, there's nothing you can do. Like if it's too cold, like you can bring layers and socks and whatever. And like you can try to like, or you can just like make your boyfriend sit on you and like, you know, deal with it that yeah. way. But like, there's nothing you can do about it if it's too hot.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: schwitzing.
1: it is so bad. And then you're like stuck. I mean, you're stuck in like the same position and like your hips start to hurt because they've just been like crushed in this tiny little chair. And yeah, no, it's that is I would say that like, uncom- like uncomfortable air travel is definitely like really puts me in a bad place um, when I'm traveling.
0: Do you have anything that you always bring on a flight to make sure that, like, you are comfortable? Like, like people – like, you're like, this is a game changer. you got to have this.
1: Honestly, I don't always bring something, but I always buy the Wi-Fi. Like, even for a short trip, I will always buy the Wi-Fi. Like I will not even consider doing it without that. Um, what else do I bring? I've started bringing, like, a face roller, and then you ask – I'll ask the flight attendant for a cup of ice, put it in the – um put it in the ice. And then that really, you know, if the plane's too hot, that's a good thing to have. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Headphones are like, obviously a must. You know, I know they give you headphones, but sometimes that doesn't work with your phone. Always download stuff before. Yeah. So I know you asked for one thing, but that's, those are my, those are my necessary. We'll
0: take it all. Oh,
1: another thing I do is that I will not put anything in my checked bag that is, I would not mine, losing forever. Um, So I'm very like, I'll pack like purses inside my purses so that I can make sure that like anything valuable is with me on the plane and never under the plane. Because you don't know what they're gonna fucking do.
0: Bitches be crazy. Yeah. Um. I love it. Well, thank you for these wonderful tips. Um. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your recent travels. You've been everywhere. Like, what is this world tour? Are you Taylor Swift?
1: You know, I could only I could only wish. Um. Basically, they were all honestly all these trips have come up sort of. Like randomly with Mosquito Island. We were invited by a friend. Um, he's the founder of the Built Credit Card, which is an amazing travel credit card, which will let you pay your rent with or let you earn points for paying your rent, which is just like amazing, or your mortgage even, um, which is new, obviously, because that's like the one thing you can't earn points for, but it's probably like everybody's biggest expense. Um, so that's one good thing. So he invited us to Mosquito Island. We stayed at a, a house there with a bunch of people. I went with my business partners and our husbands. That was really really fun.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about Mosquito Island? Like I don't think a lot of people know so like Richard Branson owns this island and like yeah. I don't think you know, I don't know that everyone knows about it. So can you just talk You're a right. little bit about what it is and like what's cool about it? Okay,
1: so like you said so Mosquito Island is in the British Virgin Islands. It is owned by Richard Branson and it's essentially like his, but I guess they kind of do they kind of share it with you know, other owners. And there, are, I think like maybe six villas or properties on the island, but it is like, it is very, very beautiful. I, I was honestly, I'm, I'll be honest. Like I'm not much of a beach vacation person. I kind of prefer like a, a mountain or, you know, like a, I'm not like a huge Caribbean person. Like I've only been there probably like twice ever. And one was like spring break in college. Um, but it is one of the most beautiful parts of the world. It's like it is just so like lush and the water is so blue. And it's what's interesting is that it's like a bunch of different islands. So like Mosquito Island is just one of several islands that comprises the Virgin Islands. So it's, it's quite hard to get to. Like you have to fly to St. Thomas and then you have to either take a boat, a plane or a helicopter to you have to go to you have to go to customs for the BVI on the it's called the Virgin Gorda it's there like the big be like the big British Virgin Island you have to go to customs there and then you have to go either by boat, plane or helicopter again to whatever island you're staying on and there's like a ton of them so and they all just have like you know a ho- you know a com- like a compound type of thing or like a villa or a hotel on it so you it's definitely not like an easy, um, an easy trip by any means, but it is so incredibly beautiful.
0: How many hours of travel was it?
1: I would say it's like a day, like not, not 24 hours, but it's like, you're traveling for like 10 hours probably because, you know, you're getting to the airport, you're waiting at the airport, you're going, you know, you're doing the first flight, then you're kind of like waiting around. It depends again, if you, if you do it by like helicopter, it's real fast. Um, that like last step. But if you're doing a boat for part of that, or if you're doing, you know, it depends honestly on like the way you do it, but it's it's not like a casual um departure, I would say.
0: Does the does the villa or the hotel that you're staying at, do they provide like you know, some luxury villas, they'll like, they'll get you there. They'll like, you know, you get yourself to like the St. Thomas whatever, but then they, part of paying for the villa at these remote places is that they will like get you there. Is that part of it or that's all on your own?
1: So I think that depends on like where you stay and like what kind of trip you arrange. But I would definitely recommend if someone is looking to go there to anywhere in BVI um, or honestly, I think when you kind of get into that, region of the world where you're getting to like really small islands and you have to use a passport or go through customs. In that case, I would probably look for a service to arrange it cuz otherwise you're going to be, you know, arranging your own flight or helicopter or boat and there there are like honestly services that I think will probably arrange it for you. And probably my guess is that like any hotel or, you know, place you rent would help with that also cuz it's it's definitely like part of the experience and no one who's going there is going there because they want to like have to deal with the hassle of it. So it's it's kind of, I would guess, part of a lot of the packages that they help you with that part because it's not easy.
0: Yeah. It seems like it's like a whole to do. It so is, you, get, you finally get there and is it just like – What's, what is it? What do you see? I imagine there's not a ton to do there, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: So, I mean, it's not a ton to do, like you're not going sightseeing, but it's, uh, it's basically like you're like saying it, I would say any Caribbean resort, but like private and you know, the staff is incredible and they cook you amazing meals and it's just like on another level. Um, one night we actually went out to, we took a boat to like at night to, um, A different island. So we could go to like a beach bar. And so like, there's stuff like that you can do. Um, You could go to a different island. You can, you know, there's, you could obviously do any sort of water sport, tennis, you know, what, I mean, just even walking around and seeing like what it looks like is just so gorgeous. And also I would say most people probably aren't spending, you know, several weeks there, you know, you're kind of doing the same things you would do at a resort is my, is my guess.
0: What was the name of the resort you stayed at?
1: So it was called, um, oh, it was called the the Point Estate.
0: Cool. So there's like little villas and it's very private, very like, you yes. know, take your, you could go on a honeymoon, get pregnant, you know, do the full to do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It is a. It is honestly, truly one of the most beautiful, stunning places I've ever been to. Probably the most stunning beach vacation I've ever taken.
0: Amazing. Well, hot tip, Mosquito Island. That is cool. Okay. So then you were also, you were just in Australia. Tell me about Australia.
1: So Australia is the furthest, the farthest I've ever been. I um, went to, so my co-founder Jordana and I, United Airlines, basically, they just started a new flight from um, San Francisco to Brisbane to Queensland. So that's a new route they have, a direct flight. And they basically- reached out. We were, you know, we have Betches Travel, our account there where we cover lots of travel. And so we, they reached out to us and we were like, of course we'll go. Um, this is, you know, very cool. Like a once in a lifetime opportunity. They, they flew us in their new business in Polaris um, in their lie flat beds. And honestly, like I've only, that was the, um, for this farthest I've ever gone in a lie flat bed. Like I've, been on I, I've been in business class, but like only to like LA. you know what I mean? like nowhere like that far where you're like, I need this bed. um, but it made all the difference in the world being able to sleep on the flight there because I didn't really suffer from the jet lag when I went there the way back was its own weird question. but, um the flight was just like just such a pleasure. So we went we spent a day in Brisbane and then we drove down to the Gold Coast, which is, kind of like Australia's, I mean, they have so many great places with beaches and Australia is just massive. It has so many places to go, but we ended up, um, going to the gold coast, which is very, very popular for people who live in Eastern Australia as a vacation destination. Um, and it was just, that was just like lovely, peaceful. And then we spent three days in Sydney. Um, and I loved Australia. It felt so familiar um, it didn't really feel like such a deviation from America in, in such a way. I mean, obviously the people were like super nice and, you know, but it didn't feel very culturally so different. It felt like really, you know, you could feel really at ease there for, especially considering how far it is. And, you know, I, my, prior to that, my, furthest, my, the farthest trip I had ever gone on was to Singapore and Vietnam. And I remember on that trip feeling like this is like very far, very unfamiliar. Um, I feel like off. And I think with this trip, I felt with this trip to Australia, it was much shorter, but I never really felt, you know, off because it always felt sort of so just kind of seamless, um, which which was obviously really nice. And I'm sure the flight, you know, the flight helped with that. Um, but I also have cousins who live in Melbourne, Australia, so I got to see them and that was very special as well. Um, got to do, you know, kind of all the like classic Australia things to see the kangaroos, not a huge fan of kangaroos, TBH.
0: They all look like Joe Rogan to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I see that. But the, but koalas, I mean, it was very cool. We went to like a koala sanctuary, but they had a lot of different wildlife. Koalas were adorable. Got to hold one. Um, you know, I saw that. I'm
0: so <laughs> jealous. I was like, "Oh my god!" I, t- my, I would sob. I would sob into that koala's face.
1: They are so cute, and like, okay, do you know something that we really we inter- we learned about them is that they koalas aren't able to like apparently live that long because all they eat is like leaves, so they don't have enough energy, and that's why they're like very kind of like slow and like have to sleep a lot because they don't have a lot of energy because all they do is eat leaves and I was like well that's why I can't only eat salads I guess because
0: well just simply pass away exactly it's like when I found out butterflies when I was in Costa Rica I found out that butterflies like only live a very small amount of time once they and then they get drunk like I went to this butterfly sanctuary um and I they were all getting like wasted on fermented fruit because they like die quickly. So they're like, well, we just want to get them like hammered in their final days. So they just fly around and like hop around, and, like eat this like fermented fruit. And then they're just completely blacked out drunk, which I honestly, that's the way I'd like to go to. I would just like to get fucking wasted on fermented fruit in my final days and just like say goodbye, you know, in a blackout haze. Is
1: that how they like put butterflies to sleep? Or it's like they know that they're kind of at the end and they're like, here you go in the fermented fruit chamber and
0: I think they were just trying to be like, thanks for your service, you know? I think they were just trying to be like, thank you for providing like joy. And here's a little bit like of some fun on your way out, you know, like a bender.
1: I love that. That is that's like what's the thing that the Amish do? Rumspringer. Rumspringer. Yeah, rumsprints it's for um, you know, butterflies at the end of their life. So that's really lovely.
0: It is lovely. Okay. So you got to see the koalas. Like, did you do a lot of like um, wilderness travel or was it mostly in the city?
1: It was mostly in the city just because we didn't have a ton. We only were there for six nights. Um, But we, and also the, um, the weather like wasn't great. But what I love, one of my, my favorite day there was a day in Sydney where we did a walk, a coastal walk from Coogee beach to Bonsai beach. You know, you see that like big pool that everyone goes to, like that big pool that's in the ocean. That place was great. That was really one of my favorite things. Um, I wonder, even though the weather was very bad and it was kind of cold, I liked that it wasn't crowded and we were able to sort of like have it to ourselves. So that was that that was, I would say, my favorite day in Sydney was um the the uh, to Bondi walk and then going in the um uh, the Bondi Icebergs club is what it's called and you and it's open to the public you just pay to enter and you can pay for like a towel um and it's just really really it was really lovely so i loved that um we also took a surf lesson it's i'm not man for surfing i do better with feet on the ground um two feet separate you know not on the same board just not great at one piece of you know, equipment under me. Um, So that was a really, that was really fun to go um, surfing, even though like, I'm not really, you know, not really for me, but we, it was just a very, very cool trip. I feel like that was definitely a big bucket list trip that I was not sure I was gonna, when I was going to get to do that. Cause it was, it's, you know, it's definitely not an easy, an easy trip to make.
0: Yeah. You've been going to a lot of places where they're making you work for it. I know like really making you like suffer through the travel part portion of it. But I mean I I worked with the United on a a trip to they had like their inaugural flight they did a San Francisco to to Tahiti. Like they had their first like direct flight. It was the bougiest trip I've ever been on. I felt like with Mariah Carey. I was just like, yes, bitch. I had my own over-the-water bungalow. I got fingered by a hot Ukrainian who just, like, he was just, like, we were hooking up. And then he, like, dove, He like got out and dove in into the water and swam to his little bungalow. And I was like, this is so elite. I feel like... I feel like so out of touch with reality. I love it. You it's know? the best
1: feeling to feel to feel that way. It's so one thing I have not done that is so I would I really do want to go somewhere like Tahiti or Fiji or the Maldives. Like I've never done the over-the-water hut thing. I I really want to go to Bali, even though I was kind of like close to there and I should have probably gone there.
0: Bali's amazing. Well. You have
1: to. I really want to go there. For some reason, it just seems like incredibly appealing to me. Um would love to go to Sri Lanka, but then when it t- comes time to book something, I'm like, I I just want to go to Italy. <laughs> you
0: know, Like, I feel like we've talked about this, but it's like, there are places that are just so like, they're the travel place, like where everyone goes, but it's like, there's this thing of like, oh, I want to go to the new, like undiscovered. And it's like, the reasons these places are so well-traveled is because they're amazing. Like, right. just because something's popular doesn't mean that it's not worth seeing, you know? But right. Italy has it all. Italy, I mean, have you spent a lot of time in Italy?
1: I have spent, yes. And particularly like um, in the past like few years, I I absolutely just like, oh, I sound like such an idiot. I love Italy. No, it's, no, love Italy? no, no. All yeah, travel no. is good here. It is actually, I mean, I think that is my favorite place. Um, and there's so many more places I want to go within it. You know, there, You know, like I haven't been to Sicily, like the White Lotus. Now I'm like, I got to go there. Um, Puglia, I really want to go to, I've not been to Portofino. There's Venice. I've never even been to Venice, which is like, I hear math things about it, to be honest, which is why I haven't been running there, but there are just, I would love to go skiing in the Cortina. I actually just had my first day of Dolomite skiing two days ago and it was just incredible. So I am like, Wait, yeah. so you
0: were in the Dole? I was going to say the Dolomites are like a must. You have to. So we,
1: yeah. I mean, we actually did not mean to go to the Dolomites, but so our last trip that I actually just got back from my husband, and I went to Paris and then we, we were going to go skiing in Majeve, which is in the French Alps, like Southeast part of France. Um, but there was no snow in Megeve at all, like zero, like, or, you know, what? there was at the very top, but like, it was not skiable. Um, So we had to drive like an hour and the best snow was in Cormier, Italy, which is just like right across the border from France. Um, You drive through this like six mile tunnel to get, which is through the mountain Mont Blanc. So you're literally like in this crazy long tunnel and you come out on the other side in Italy. And that honestly, that was one of my favorite mountains I've ever skied. It was like just lovely. The people are so nice. It was just like I was like, this is why I'm just gonna keep going back to Italy, I guess. <laughs> you know?
0: They're the state like I feel that way about Switzerland too. I feel like yeah. anywhere in Switzerland it just looks like a postcard and you're like, how is this real? I don't understand. And it's like so my, my, mom, my boyfriend's always yeah. like you're so basic. Like, like you're so basic, like find and I'm like, But you know what? I've been to like 60 countries now and I would just like live in Switzerland. Like I would just like, I don't care. I would go back over and over and over and over and over again because it has the German area, the Italian area, the French area. And it's like, it's just got all the shit. It's got all the shit you want.
1: The one thing it does not have is a coast. I will say that. So my mom's favorite, my mom's favorite country is Switzerland. And we have, we went in 2018 and together and then we went, or it's 2018. 2019 I think at 2019 together and then we went back with my husband we went to Zermatt and Stad she ended up getting very sick so she didn't love it um that time but I think I mean Switzerland is just gorgeous you're right like the different areas and it's wild how in such a small country there can be such kind of like distinct subcultures um which I also really loved about it um and there's just I mean they just are like they know how to do it there you know,
0: they do. There's a, what I love is like the appreciation for food. It's just like, it's offensive to give someone a bad meal. Like they take their food so seriously that you don't have to worry about like, Oh, I have to make reservations and I have to like find all the right. It's like, just pop in anywhere and you'll get a good meal. Cause they're so, they just like really care about their food in a way that I wish we had more of in the U S but Totally. I, and I'm, I'm with it. I mean, there's
1: a lot of things that we could we could improve upon here.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I want to ask you about, like, your travel fashion. Because I feel like well, I was, like, you know, as I was perusing, I'm loving the fits, you know? Like, I'm loving the, like, camel coat with the accent purse and, like, the cute little Chanel shit. Like, I'm just, like, I'm into it. When you're traveling do you kind of curate, do you, do you like think a lot about like what you want to wear or do you just kind of like wear what you wear at home or like what you'd wear in that weather? Like what, what do you, how are you thinking about like your fashion?
1: So this is so funny because, so I travel a lot with my mom or recently I have been um, and she and I will like plan what we're going to wear. Like we'll send each other, we'll send each other like clothes, like oh, I'm going to get this for, for whatever, like and we'll like plan as if we're going to like, you know, be extremely glamorous on the trip. My issue constantly comes down to shoes. Like I'm always trying to work. I'm always trying to find a shoe that I can like really walk in far that isn't just like uh, the most basic sneaker. Cause even like fashion sneakers, they kind of like screw you up after a bit. I am constantly like aiming so high in my head for what I'm going to wear. But then when it actually comes to it, I'm like, taking it down like five notches. And I think what you're remarking on, you're seeing my winter outfits, which is easy to fool people because I can just wear a good coat, a good bag and no, and like, you're not looking at anything else. When it's a summer situation, it is like really hard for me to not just go for a t-shirt and jeans or like a plain like dress that I can just throw on with bike shorts underneath because chafing. Um, and like, it's basically like, I, I do try to, I always end up just packing like all the good, the best items in my closet in that season. And I'm like, okay, we're just putting them all in. This is going to be overweight. Let's hope that I don't get it. You know, let's hope it's Delta, which is where I um, have my status that they let you have that. Um, And I basically will just kind of like throw everything in. And then I always overpack. Like that's obvious. Um, You know, I don't understand the concept of underpacking or just packing, right? Like the appropriate amount. Um, So I always throw in just everything that I like at the moment. And I don't know if you're an unpacker when you get to the places, but if I'm somewhere for three nights or less, I will not unpack So I'm always kind of like pulling things out, like I don't really know what I have, forget I had something good. Um, So I aim high, but I honestly, I don't always succeed. But let's say I know that like I'm going to a certain place on a certain day and it's like I want the best outfit. Sometimes I'll save like that thing for that day. Um, But I'm not, I, I could be better at it, to be honest. Like I could stick more to my aspirations.
0: It's a good point with like the winter versus summer thing is so true. It's like the winter you just need like some statement coats or just like some gorgeous like easy clean line coats with like a cute purse and like, you know, your winter boots. Like it's it's pretty easy to fool. Like the accessories of winter help you. The summer is tough, but I feel like if you got silk like silk is such a good silk and linen okay they look expensive they look chic they look nice and it's like you can go simp like a silk slip dress or like a linen dress or linen shirt like it looks cute even if it's wrinkly because linen always wrinkles it's cute wrinkles like you look very like I'm just vibing I'm just cute I'm just out here living but like Silk and linen are like the absolute must for summer and then a cute winter coat and like boots and whatever and a scarf for like, it's like easy. Totally. My
1: issue with silk in the summer is sweat. Like that is, I just get so hot. And that's again, like what sort of messes me up with the outfits. Like I'm hot and I want to be able to walk, but with the a linen, a linen button down, like over a bathing suit or tucked into like jean shorts is just, perfect. Do you have
0: certain sites you like for like travel fashion? Are you like a revolve bitch? Are you like a, like, where are you going for your fashion? So it
1: really depends. I'm not really a revolve bitch, TBH. I'm more of like, okay, first of all, like a Hill House nap dress I'll wear in every season. They are like, when you just feel like whatever, just that is the best thing to throw on. You look cute. You can wear it with sneakers or you could wear it with like a cute sandal or a little heel. They can be day or night. So that's my like go-to travel. Like that's my go-to thing to just make sure I have like three of those in there so that I can like, and I I use them when I'm like not feeling the outfits, especially because I'm like, okay, this is just like easy. We're not going to worry about it. I think of those as like my like emergency outfits. The Hill House snap dress. Then I'm big on, I really do like shop bop or like an intermix sale. Or I mean, honestly, I actually like to shop directly from brands. So let's say like I wear a lot of page jeans or frame jeans. So I will buy from like page and frame directly. And those are like go to jean companies for long jeans, short jeans, denim jackets. Like those are my like go tos. Skiing, I'm really big into like perfect moment. Um, I have like those sweaters that say fucking ski all over them and like with the stars and all that stuff. Like that's all very, very reliable and like can be worn every season because you know, I'm like, I'll probably just wear those for like five more years in a row. Um, and then when it comes to like sh- like over shirts, I really like for the linen shirt. The Rails Ellis shirt is like the best. Um whether you want it, if you want it like to be fitted, you can get like a size down. If you want oversized for the beach size up, it's just like an easy one. Love somersault for beach stuff. They're just like great. They have lots, of big range of sizes. Um, Reformation is obviously like a go-to because you can do like sets, you could do an easy dress. Um, yeah, I would say those are kind of my like I like specific brands. I'm pretty much like... You're loyal. Yeah, I'm loyal. I try to be.
0: (laughs) Are there any like packing products or packing tips that you have that are just like, this really works for me? And
1: I mean, I am like a lay every single thing flat and just stuff it until it like is too heavy for to be picked up. (laughs) Like that's my, um, that's really my, do I have packing products? Um, so one thing I want to get actually, but I have not, is this, I think you can get it from Amazon. I'm sure you can get it from somewhere else, but it's like an over, it's like you hang it over the mirror and it contains all of your toiletries and then you roll it up and put it in your bag and it's like kind of flat. Um, I have that. Yeah. I, right. I'm the only idiot who doesn't have it. But and every trip I come back, every trip I go on, I'm like, you didn't get. The, you didn't get the mirror thing, you idiot. <laughs> like,
0: okay, well, you know, for coming, like looking forward, the new year is here or 2023, what are your coming up travel plans? Like, where are you going this year? What are you looking forward to?
1: So I don't have any particular plans yet, um, but I will tell you, I have a whole list of places I really want to go. Um, I really, really want to go to Marrakesh and the Atlas Mountains. I really want to go to like, right? Like I'm just, I. that's kind of like, my next like place i really want to go um
0: when we do globe Thoughting by Betches, we'll do a Marrakesh moment it'll be very Oh cute. i
1: would i would love to do that. I um where else am i want to go i really want to go to argentina and chile i um there's there's this um yeah there's this like amazon it look it looks kind of like it's not the amazon but um there's this hotel i can't think of the name but i really want to go to it it is in like the brazilian forest Um, I think it's a one and not a one and only it's a six senses that I'm like really dying to go do I obviously like I said I really want to go to Cortina and the Dolomites that is like big on my list Um, Jose Ignacio in Uruguay is a big one I really want to go to Comporta in Brazil and I want to go back to um, Italy particularly Puglia is my like next kind of like aspiration Um, Where
0: are you getting all these ideas from, like just social media and like seeing where people are?
1: So, I mean, I kind of like social media. I do. I research hotels like crazy. I'm really I'll be honest, like I'm a big hotel person. Like I will go somewhere for the hotel. Um, And I think that that just like I know some people are like, you're never in the hotel. And I'm like, I I am in the hotel. (laughs) You know, Um, I really like to find somewhere that's like um where like the hotel is sort of like the ex- or the experience or like provides the experience
0: i saw that you have that instagram places i've been and loved and i was gonna ask you about it because yes. i'm a hotel slut like when i okay. tell you i am a i am a slut for hotels so i get it i mean i like hotels that are like giving you an experience like a true like this is an experience like you're not just getting like it's not just like a comfy bed ba- i mean uh, there's so many and i there's so many that are just like bougie amazing luxury love but like i like a hotel that's like not only are you going to like be really comfortable but like you're going to have a i want to go to like an igloo hotel like i want to go to places where it's like this is you're never gonna be able to sleep like this ever again. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like take no, over, no, no, no. but I
1: just want to tell you about it. So, yeah, we're the same. Where I really want the hotel to be, like, if I'm gonna pay for the nights, I I agree. I don't just want it to be a place to sleep. Like, I want it to be part of the experience. Like Giraffe Manor, I'm sure you've seen that on Instagram. Um, dying to
0: go. I want to drink tea with a goddamn giraffe. Like if I can, if I can have a little giraffe tongue come through the window and like steal my tea, I, anything to do with animals, I'm dead. I'm just dead. I can't handle it.
1: Yeah. So you, you, you're with me. You totally get it. Like I feel the exact same way. Like the, the hotel is like, that's your home while you're there. That's otherwise like, where, where are you? Like you're just kind of floating. Um, I completely, I completely agree with you. Like it is just the best experience. So when I'm looking for places to go, I will often like find a hotel, be really like attracted to that and then kind of like look around the place, you know, sometimes it's like flight dependent, time dependent, all these things. But yeah, I love it is. It really makes the experience for me. So
0: what's, I'm with you. what's a hotel that you're like, everyone should experience this before they die. Do you have one of those?
1: Hmm.
0: i hmm. I'm trying to think.
1: I'm gonna give you somewhere. I'm gonna give you somewhere really luxe, and then I'm gonna give you somewhere really cool.
0: We I'm love it at a high low.
1: I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch some actually. Okay. My husband and my first trip that we ever took together was to the Amazon jungle in Peru, and we slept in tree houses. And it was this place called Treehouse Lodge, and it was all just tree houses. Like it was the whole thing was above the ground. Like it was, and you can only get there by like, by like plane, car, uh, boat. And then you're like in this lodge and there's like no cell phone service. And it's just a very cool experience. Like you go out and you fish and then you cook your dinner and like, like you watch the sunset, the sunrise every morning. And like, it's just a, it was very, very cool. Um, so that was like the most adventurous place I've ever stayed. And that's kind of my like, you know, cool, interesting store place. And then probably the the nicest room I've ever stayed in. I'm not sure if like every room in this hotel will be this good, but the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in. And the room I think helped was Punta Chagara in Capri, which was, which is like, it's, off of town so it's not like central but it is it's like right above fontalina so when you go to go to fontalina you just walk down and then back up which sucks but you know (laughs) it's it's very beautiful and it's just like at the edge of what's it called faraglioni like you can see those rocks that everyone takes pictures of and does their boat in um and it is just like it was just incredible service incredible food the pool like I didn't even like want to leave. Like I just wanted to sit like at, on the, you know, on the, in the pool deck area and just like lie there and like bask in being in Capri. Um, and then another one, sorry, I'm just going to do one more is the Rosewood Castiglione Del Bosco in Tuscany, um, was, I would say, maybe the actual nicest place I've ever stayed. So I have to change my answer. I'm sorry. I just have a million answers for all these things. No,
0: I love, we're <laughs> the same where like, I'll change my answer. Someone will ask me my favorite, whatever, and I'll have a different answer depending on my mood. Like on the, on the day, I'm the same way. There's so many, like even in Bali, I stayed at this one place. Um, I had my, a high low of Bali, which was like, we stayed in a Balinese rice field in a tree house yeah. and like, we really wanted it to be like, Oh, off the beaten path, like whatever, like unplug and like cut to me and my ex-boyfriend, like fighting over the one outlet being like, I'm getting, I'm going to charge my, you know, like just scream. But like, that was so cool. Like just, you're in the middle right. of nowhere in this rice field in this, like a monkey is like, cl- like right outside. And you're like, what the fuck? hope I don't catch a Zika, but like, whatever. Yep. It's still cool. <laughs> and then like, I, but then we also stayed at like this bougie at this place called Commandaloo, which was like gorgeous. You know, a little every individual little like yurt types places that you're staying in, and like very bougie, very like luxe, You know, awesome. And every place has their own little pool, and like you're just you know you're living. Oh, but yeah. it has when you can just open your door. And on your patio is like a whole private like pool that wraps around.
1: Oh, yeah. You're just
0: like, oh, I am the problem and I don't care. Like yeah. I am I am what people mean by like this is, you know, no one should live this way. There are people starving. And you're like, yes, I am the problem and I'm sorry. But in the meantime, I'm, I'm going to swim around. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Right. Um, no, oh, I'm, we're the same. Like a hotel is... You know, I know people. Yeah, I agree. Like people say like you only sleep there. And it's like it depends on the place, though. Some places like are like, you know, you're not spending as much time in the hotel. So it's like you don't really have to go big. But sometimes it's like it depends on the kind of trip you're having. If you're going with like your partner and you want to like have a lot of time to just like get the mood going, like, I'm sorry, but like fancy linens will do it for me. You know, that's my
1: foreplay. Because also a lot of times you're not just up against like extremely fancy or like a little less nice you know a lot of times you're up against especially in like europe to be honest you're up against like a four-star hotel that's really like a three-star in america and the beds are like hard and the you know and it's like not nice so it's like you're saying like if you're on like a honeymoon type of vibe you're like i want something very that feels very luxe or that kind of like sets that mood i completely agree with you but then if you're with like friends on a bachelorette party or like you know a girl's trip it's kind of like okay and yeah so I yeah, get an
0: airbnb and call it a day yeah right right i love it i mean honestly i feel like i could talk to you for evs but i know that you know you have things we have to, to talk go- hotels. we have to talk hotels always we could talk hotels girl text me we i can know. always chat i, I want to know. know um what are you uh where can people find you You can find
1: me on Instagram at Sammy. I'm on TikTok and Twitter at, I can't even advertise my Twitter at Sammy Sage says, but whatever I am there. Um, Obviously Betches at Betches Media, we have a travel account at Betches Travel. And every morning I host the, a five minute news headlines podcast called the morning announcements. I will record it from absolutely anywhere. My microphone has many, many stamps in its own passport because I bring that everywhere with me um and yeah it is it has seen many 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 destinations and i'll bring it anywhere and record from anywhere and 5 minutes a day snarky commentary about the headlines and it keeps you up to date
0: You have to come back and let us know where you're going and what you're doing and who you're seeing and what hotels you're staying at. Like you're always invited back. Consider this your second home. You are a globe thought. Like I'm telling you like this, you're in the globe thoughting energy that we're cultivating in 2023.
1: Thank you. And we, I feel that we have to exchange some like travel tips because I can tell that we have a similar taste and we're looking for a similar vibe and are satisfied by sort of similar things so let's keep this going for sure
0: absolutely you know honey it's called the finer things in life and there is nothing wrong with it you know God. one of the travel trends of 2023 we talked about in last episode is people are willing to spend this year they're like you know what my travel plans got all fucked up the past couple years i was trying to go here i was trying to go there i didn't get to do this i didn't get to do that the world was not i'm ready to go so you know what Go big, invest in yourself, invest in your self-care and your, you know, get away, go big and don't feel bad about spending that dollar. You worked for it, you earned it. And if you want to go hug a bear and then go get like a 10 star massage and then go eat a four, five billion course meal on a boat somewhere in the middle of the Arctic, like I don't give a shit. Have a good time, you know?
1: And don't hoard your points because they're, they're going to lose value. They're going to fuck you up. Trust me. Keep, spend your points when you get them. That's and, what I believe. And in.
0: only fly Delta and sometimes United.
1: Okay. Same, literally. Okay, we have the same uh approach to things because it's exa- I feel exactly the same. Like if you're not on an international airline where they're like treating you like a queen, which they kind of are a lot of the time, it is Delta and United only.
0: And then I also really want to go on the um the Dubai, the Emirates the Emirates first class. Same. They have a full spa.
1: I didn't even know that. I just know they have like an upstairs bar. Here's they the have a bar. They have a full spa. Where Where do you want to go on that on that um, airline?
0: Well, I'm supposed to go to Dubai. I don't know if it's still happening. I'm supposed to go to Dubai for a hotel opening, the Atlantis, the Royal. Oh wow! It has n- bitch. It has ninety pools. Okay. I-
1: where? This one like, hotel how? has
0: 90 pools. I don't know. Does that include
1: like the pools in the rooms, or does it like 90 pools for everybody?
0: I'll have to report back.
1: Okay, okay, fine, fine.
0: Um, for the it's like the grand opening, so that Beyonce is doing like a private concert. Like this is so ridiculous. So I'm like, I gotta get on this press trip because like this is so up my alley. Like, I'm ready to be obnoxious with Beyonce. I want to glow thought with Beyonce.
1: Oh, my gosh. You got to get her, like, to talk about it on – come on. That would just be amazing. Even if you could only get a clip of her talking and then you put it on the podcast, that would be unreal.
0: See, Sammy – this is why you have made is what it is, because this is how you're thinking. Yes. Yes. Well, I thought you get that, it. But
1: but it's not that I've gotten it. So, you know, I have I have big dreams. I have big dreams. No one has ever said I don't have big dreams.
0: I'm just shameless enough that I don't care about, like, if someone says no, they say no. But, like, I'm going to, yeah. you know, come on. like I'm going to be like, Beyonce, my
1: girl. Come on. You can't get anything if you don't ask. And I am a firm believer in that. And sometimes it might end up that you're asking something really, really absurd. But, you know, like, whatever. Okay. People are. Maybe she's in a good
0: mood that day. Maybe Jay-Z, you know, was on his best behavior and he gave her some good D and she's in a good mood and she's willing to throw us a little bone, you know?
1: Maybe you'll just, like, run into her and it will be natural. Maybe you'll be in the um, elevator with her. You know, I
0: highly doubt it, but I will try so hard. I'm sure Beyonce is like, I get my own private elevator. Thank you. Fair.
1: I will tell you that when we – oh, at one of my favorite hotels, the Castiglione Del Bosco, we were eating dinner next to Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen. And I know that would not mean a lot to like many people, but I'm a very big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. So it was very, very cool. And I was just like, oh my God, what are we going to say? What are we going to do? What are we – And we ended up walking back to our rooms at the same time. And we were like in the same area of the hotel and we talked on our whole walk back. I didn't ask for a picture because I didn't want to like make it weird, but I was um, just, it was right after um, that movie that Charlie McDowell directed with Lily Collins had come out windfall on Netflix. So I was like, I love your son's movie. I thought it was so good. And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't just like, please let me come on career enthusiasm, but Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a way to do, there's always like, I'm going to be honest with you, people, they love it. They do love it. Right. Like if if you go up to somebody and you're like cool about it, you're not like a psycho, but you're just like, Hey, I know I'm not trying to like scare you. I'm not a murderer. I'm not trying to like pick, which one, you know, like big fan think you're wonderful. You're, you know, inspire people love, who doesn't want to hear that?
1: Right. Right. I think when you approach them with like, equal energy they are like into it as like but when you're like approaching them with like you're putting them on such a pedestal fangirl energy they get weirded out is what I found
0: yeah I think I agree with I think if you're just like look and you're also just like I'm not trying to I know you're trying to like a nice private moment like I don't want to be extra you're just like I think when you like call out what could potentially be icky about it people feel like okay you're safe you're not gonna like
1: Right. You know that this is like a questionable thing and you're, and you know what, here's the thing. If, if they're not in the mood, sure, but at least you did not debase yourself. So there's that.
0: That was me with Molly Shannon outside of a Pete's coffee once. I, Cause I grew up superstar was like, I think, I think 90% of my personality might be Molly Shannon <laughs> in superstar, which is like, I don't know how I feel about that personally, but whatever. So seeing her, I was like, ugh, and I'm from LA, like stars are everywhere, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah be cool don't be weird but i had to i was like and i waited outside i was like outside pizza i was like chelsea it is what it is like i know this is like just muster it up like get it together and i was like hey she comes out and i'm like hi i i'm not trying to be the most i i get it you probably have a lot of people just i just want to tell you like you are an icon and I just we all appreciate you like I don't know where this world would be if if we didn't have. and she was like the sweetest she was like what do you do what are you working on oh my god tell me about your prod she was like the nicest and I was like this is it fed my soul so I just want if you ever see a celebrity just try to act just don't be predatory you know like right come at it like a delicate you're about to approach like a delicate animal in the wild. Yeah. And you're just like, Hey, I don't want to scare you like a deer, like a sweet little deer. Like I don't want right. to scare you away, but I just want you to know, like you are juicy. Amazing. Exactly. So nice to finally meet you and talk to you a fellow thought. Yes. Um, and I really look forward to our continued like hotel love journey. Me
1: too. This has been amazing. Let's, let's definitely get on like some sort of hotel. I was going to say chain, but like we, you know, that's double meaning was not thinking that but we should definitely be like just you know trading some ideas because i am just like nothing makes me so happy as a beautiful hotel experience
0: queen you got it thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week on globe thoughting with chelsea frank